Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha, welcome to Island Conversations. I recorded an interview with Pat Nakamoto, the Hawaii County Elections Administrator, about the state's new voting by mail, which is how everybody's going to vote by mail. And it's really important that we all do that. The August 8th election is the one in which we can actually elect the Hawaii County Mayor, County Council members, and the Hawaii County Prosecuting Attorney if any of the candidates get more than 50% of the vote. And that has happened even when there's been a lot of candidates. So I really wanted to understand more about voting by mail. What's the nationwide record? Is there fraud? How is it addressed? And by the way, if you're on the big island of Hawaii, Island Conversations may be heard as a radio broadcast Sundays at 6.30 a.m. on KWXX and at 7 a.m. on B97B93. And then all the episodes are posted as podcasts. This is a bonus podcast. It is only appearing on the podcast sites, kwxx.com, b97hawaii.com, or wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for joining us. My conversation today is with Dr. Todd Belt of George Washington University. I wanted to get a nationwide view. Dr. Todd Belt, good morning. Aloha. Aloha. Now, I'd like to mention that Dr. Todd Belt, who many of you know because I've interviewed him several times, he used to be at University of Hawaii at Hilo, but now he's a professor and the director of political management programs at George Washington University in our nation's capital. Todd Belt, how is it being in our nation's capital right now? Well, right now it's pretty quiet. (laughs) We're in the midst of a shutdown two months in with the COVID-19 crisis. But for the most part, you know, being in Washington, D.C., for a politics person like me, there's generally no better place. Oh, I would imagine. So tell us what actually you're doing at George Washington University. What kind of programs are you involved with? Sure. I'm the director of the Political Management Master's Program, which is in this Graduate School of Political Management, which has four different master's programs, one of which is political management, which is sort of what we call the MBA for politics. It's for people who want to actually go into politics, either to run for office themselves or to go into advocacy, that being lobbying or working on behalf of public interest organizations, those sorts of things. You must be in seventh heaven because that is so much your kuleana. (laughs) It is. You know, I certainly miss Hawaii and miss a lot of things about it, but this is really right up my alley and uh, I'm Really fortunate to be here in the nation's capital and fortunate to be educating students who are getting master's degrees in something where they really feel like they can change the world and they're students who are are really engaged in doing that. So it's a really good place to be. Well, you must get some amazing lectures, guest lectures in your classes then. Oh, yeah. We get current members of Congress, high ups in the administration people who have run political campaigns, uh, and we try to be very bipartisan, represent both sides of the aisle. Our students are very bipartisan, and frankly, it's a really good time. And the other thing that I do is, as the director of the program, I manage the uh, lecturers that we have, and these are people who are working in politics, doing the cutting-edge 
social media strategies, campaigns, elections, advocacy, using big data, polling, and all sorts of fun things to, to do what they can to make the world a better place. Very good. And well, I'm glad you're still engaged in that. And what I really want to talk with you about today is voting by mail. You and I have talked about it in the past, and now Hawaii is going, and then this was planned well before COVID-19, but Hawaii is going to be mm-hmm. doing all our elections by mail. So I know that we are not the first state to do this, and I'd like to get your mm-hmm comments on what the experience in voting by mail has been so far around the country. I believe there's about five states that do all voting by mail, but tell us more about this. Yeah, the first state to do it was the state of Oregon, and they did it back in the 1990s, and people love it. Uh, One of the things we know about vote by mail, uh, or as um, we've had in the past in in Hawaii, which is called uh, no-excuse absentee voting, which means that uh, you don't need an excuse, you don't have to have any sort of difficulty getting to the polls, you just request an absentee ballot and you get one. So we know from that that voting is very habitual. And once people start voting in a certain manner, they kind of like it. And we've seen in Hawaii the number of people who have used the vote-by-mail option increase every single year. And people, once they do it, they really like it and they continue to do it. And so in states like Oregon, we've seen an increase in voter turnout. And uh, that has been, for those who think that a democracy should represent the will of the people, that's a good thing. Some have wondered if that certainly helps or hurts one political party or another. But the political science scholarship on the question has said that there is no discernible influence on elections, that it doesn't favor one party or the other when it comes down to the electoral results. Now, there's two reasons for that. The main reason is that it just makes it easier to vote for people. And so Republicans have sort of thought that they might be at a disadvantage because it would mean that people who are of a lower income strata or otherwise couldn't make it to the polls or working odd hours and such might be more likely to vote Democratic. And uh, younger people as well, because they tend to vote more Democratic, but are uh, one of the lowest voting blocks in terms of turnout. Now, that has been the case, that those groups have had an increase, but there's been a commensurate increase with persons who are senior citizens. Now, we know that they already vote in high numbers, but they vote in even higher numbers when you give them the opportunity to vote by mail, and they tend to vote more Republican. So the net effect has been actually to cancel it out that we're getting more people voting, but it hasn't actually benefited one party over the other. I'm really glad to hear that because I know that Donald Trump, for example, I saw him say on Fox News that one of the reasons he didn't like voting by mail was that no Republicans would ever be elected. But I also read, just as you said, in 538.com, which is a very well-respected polling organization, that just like you said, it's neither Democrats nor Republicans who benefit. So there's, there's no reason to object to voting by mail for that reason. That's correct. And I don't suppose that uh, President Trump is reading the political science scholarship on the subject. Good point. And just a brief interruption to remind you, this is a podcast of Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken, host and producer. Today we're talking with Dr. Todd Belt of George Washington University about voting by mail. And the next topic up is 
what kind of fraud has been uncovered in voting by mail. Let me also mention that if you're interested in how voting by mail is going to work in the state of Hawaii, there's also a podcast with Hawaii County Elections Administrator Pat Nakamoto at the same podcast site where you found This Island Conversations. Before we get back to Dr. Todd Belt, Let's hear from our generous sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. Let's get back to Dr. Todd Belt of George Washington University in our nation's capital. More about voting by mail. So the other thing that's been mentioned is the possibility of fraud. And one thing I asked Pat Nakamoto, who is our county elections coordinator, about was the president's assertion that people could just walk in and grab a bunch of absentee ballots, fill them out, and turn them in. And that's just not possible because each ballot is sent to one individual party. But what about other potential for fraud? What do you know about that? What has happened in the five states that allow it? The absentee ballot voter fraud is extraordinarily rare because you can only request one ballot and there is a signature that is traceable to it. And you have a paper trail so you know somebody has voted more than once and you can confirm the vote. So it's as far as it goes, it's, it's pretty secure. The one thing that there has been some malfeasance when it comes to vote by mail or absentee balloting has been with the phenomenon known as vote harvesting. And what vote harvesting is, is when people go around and try to collect ballots and then drop them off at the election office, because in most places you have the opportunity. Once you get your ballot in the mail, you can return it by the United States Postal Service, or you can drop it off at the elections office. And there have been persons who have gone around for campaigns, and it was actually a Republican in the state of North Carolina who went around and harvested ballots and, you know, tried to make sure, oh, you haven't filled yours out, you know, tried to engage in a little bit of malfeasance in that particular election that was caught, and they uh, redid the election subsequently. But the idea of using paper ballots and, you know, oh, it could get stolen. Well, only one can get cast, and, you know, they can match it to signature. So it's really, this is sort of a red herring in terms of the arguments about vote by mail. And I think certainly with the COVID-19 epidemic and the fact people don't want to be waiting in long lines next to each other or in polling stations that are right next to each other, certainly not six foot distance from one another, but this is a legitimate way to go about with the uh, balloting process. Well, it was really nice that our state decided that we were going to do this, all voting by mail, well in advance of COVID-19, because other states seem to be struggling now with how to do it, how to have the proper funding for it, and Hawaii dealt with that before. Having those plans intact are really good, because then you have the contract set up with the people who are going to be printing the ballots, and you have it all standardized. And of course, you want to be able to hit the ground running. Generally, you need about 90 days to get sort of a uh, mark of uh, best practices for ballot printing, to be able to get the names on the ballots and get them printed and get them sent off and to have the 
the proper turnaround time. So any sort of lead work you can do on that ahead of time really puts the state in a much better position. And we see states like uh, California that just gone in that direction as well. Todd Belt, what else should we know about voting by mail that we've not talked about? I think the main thing about vote by mail is that unlike going to the polling station, the real problem that I've seen with vote by mail is a problem of educating the electorate and understanding how the ballot works. Now, this generally isn't too much of a problem when it comes to the general election, but it does happen. Sometimes people fill in more than one name and try to cross one out. And of course, the computer optical scanner is not going to catch that. Or believe it or not, I've worked in the Office of Elections in Hawaii County, and it's funny that people, like, they want to do their, uh, fill out their ballot while they're having breakfast in the morning, and sometimes you get some coffee stains or jams or jellies on the paper, and that actually gums up the machine, which is kind of interesting. The real problem is when it comes to the issue of the primary elections, and I was working back in uh, 2004 in the Hawaii County Office of Elections, and there was a problem of people not realizing that you would only be voting for one party because Hawaii has what's called the open primary system, but you can only vote for one party. So you can't vote the Republicans and the Democrats. You only have to vote one or the other. And if they're both printed on the same side of the same sheet of paper, it looks like you can, even though there are big letters saying don't do that. But fortunately, the state of Hawaii engaged in a big voter education effort and uh, changed the way that they sent out and informed voters about how to vote during the primary election. The other thing about the primary election, you're right, you can vote for one party, but in the primary, we also vote for the nonpartisan offices, which would include Hawaii County Mayor, County Council Mm -hmm. members, prosecuting attorney. And this year, and you may Mm -hmm. not know this, Todd Belt, but we have so far about 19 people who pulled papers for mayor. Wow. Last time I was moderating debates, I believe there was, um, I think there was about 12 people running, and and that was difficult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Four years ago, we had 12 people on the ballot, I think 12 or 13, and, you know, people need to understand it's critical to vote in the primary because nonpartisan offices can be elected if anybody gets more than 50% of the vote, so. Yeah, you don't get a second chance on some of those, that's right. Yeah. So let's hope. There's one other thing about vote by mail that some people are a little worried about, but it's it's generally doesn't happen too, too often. And that is, what if something happens after you cast your ballot? For example, a lot of people voted absentee in California and Virginia. And that was right at the time where a number of Democratic candidates for the presidential nomination dropped out of the race. And they had already voted for a candidate who subsequently dropped out of the race before actual election day. And so you don't actually get a do-over, right? So you don't get to change your vote once you've already cast it. And, you know, there's also, during the general election, there's a potential in between when somebody casts their ballot and when the election occurs, if like a big scandal happens or something like that, that could be something that people worry about. But again, this isn't usually that big of an issue. The other thing is that people should be concerned about is every state does it differently. And in some states, you have to have your ballot postmarked by the date of the election. In some states, you have to have it received by the date of the election. In some states, it really has all different rules, and our Constitution leads it up to the state. So people need to be aware of that.
I will say there's a couple of states that are actually experimenting with internet voting, and this is primarily for citizens abroad who have difficulty with, you know, the International Post and everything getting there in time, and particularly military members. There's a couple of states that are doing this. West Virginia is one. New Jersey's considering the idea as well. I think there's a little bit more worry about malfeasance with that, with hacking. But, you know, when you have the mail balloting, you've got that paper trail. And I think that's one of the real big advantages of it. Here in Hawaii, one of the things Pat Nakamoto assured us of is that our voting system is not connected to the Internet. So there's not going to be any (laughs) hacking of the voting machines. The other thing is that the ballots will be sent out three weeks in advance of the election, and the ballot has to be in the election office by the date of the election, which our first election Mm -hmm. is Saturday, August 8th. So people need to make sure they mail it or drop it off in one of the drop boxes well before August 8th. That's right. I believe you can also drop them off on the day of the election at your local polling place, correct? Well, actually, you can drop them off the day of the election. There will be drop boxes set up around the island. Their local polling places are no longer open. But, yes, you can do it on the day oh, of the that's election. Right. It's all mail now. <laughs> right. Okay. Todd, get a grip. Yeah. You're in Washington, yeah. but we're <laughs> We changed. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that, that's great. I think it's a very positive change. I think it's going to result in a lot more people participating in the process, Hawaii has had the worst voter turnout in the nation, and uh, I think this is a move in the right direction to help rectify that. Todd Belt, before we say aloha, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. Uh, I think everybody uh, should be on the lookout for their ballots. Make sure you get them. Make sure you fill them out properly and get them in on time and do your civic duty. Perfect. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. That was Dr. Todd Belt of George Washington University, formerly with UA Chilo, definitely has been my go-to guy for larger questions about voting for several years. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. I'm Sherry Bracken, and this is Island Conversations. And let me also recommend an interview that you may find as a podcast with Pat Nakamoto, the Hawaii County Elections Administrator, and she'll talk about how voting by mail is going to work in Hawaii. Until the next Island Conversations... Please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.